Hey there, friends. I have something really exciting to share, and of course, I'm going to come to you with it first. As faithful listeners here to the Inventory Genius Podcast, I am thrilled to let you know that I am releasing my first full-length book, The Inventory Genius, How to Use Your Inventory to Create More Profit and Keep More Cash. Yes, my book, The Inventory Genius. It is ready to release, and I want to invite you to get your own copy. Now, this book is, of course, going to be practical as it shows us and walks us through how to use our inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in our business, but it's also a little entertaining. So in this book, I weave together my journey, my story, and the story of many of my clients as we discovered through the Inventory Genius Method how to create more profit and keep more cash in our businesses, whether it is paying down debt or taking a paycheck for the first time, there is so much to be learned in the Inventory Genius. So I want you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, and grab your copy of the Inventory Genius. You don't want to miss this book. See you soon. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I am your host, Sierra, and today... Jessica is joining me for a fun conversation. I hope it's fun. I think it's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about quick wins, particularly as it pertains to some e-commerce conversation. Um, So Jessica has a passion to put more money in the pockets of female business owners, which I love that. Let's let's talk about more money. Um, She has a love for all things e-commerce and marketing. And she really enjoys solving problems and leveling people up. All good things. Thanks for joining us today, Jessica. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. I can chat about this stuff all day long. And that's great because as we were just getting to know one another before we started this recording a couple of weeks back when we were chatting, I told you, my ladies want to know about e-commerce. We want to know how we can sell more, how we get get more people to see our stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, No matter what (laughs) we have out there in the world, we just want to sell more and have more traffic. So this is going to be a great conversation. Let's just start a little bit with your background because you've had brick and mortar, you've had e-commerce. So just tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So really my story starts when I was a little girl and I used to sleep in my new shoes. Um, So as I grew up, it started going down that fashion retail apparel space. That was really no surprise to anyone. Um, And I went to school for fashion merchandising because I thought, you know, I wanted to be a buyer because it was going to be so glamorous and it's numbers and spreadsheets. And You know, I love that too, but I can only look at them for so long before I want to crawl out of my skin. I'm very like 50, 50, uh, in terms of analytical and creative. So I did work in retail and brick and mortar for years. And that's really where my background is. And I had my brick and mortar boutique, which I totally overbought in some categories, even though I was trained to do this. So if that's happening to you, it's okay. Uh, (laughs) And then most recently I was working at this company 
And originally I was there in their marketing department for their brick and mortar stores. And then we decided, Hey, we're going to bring e-commerce in-house. We're going to really, we're going to do this up, right? We really want to build this division. And so because I had some previous e-commerce experience, they put me in charge of this division. I was the only employee for the first three years. Okay. So we had a part-timer who packed and shipped orders and we did have some really amazing consultants, but what that truly meant was I just had a bigger to-do list, right? I just had more people telling me what to do. I cried so much at that job. Did you? Oh, (laughs) yes. I was so stressed and overwhelmed, but I think it actually positions me like it wasn't my business, but it felt like it was my business. And so I truly do understand what it feels like to wear all of the hats in running your online store. Um, And now I basically take everything that I learned the hard way at that job. (laughs) Right. And then I teach it to entrepreneurs so that they don't have to learn it the hard way. So that's kind of where I started and how I got to where I am now. And, you know, e-commerce is just sort of that perfect marriage of art and science, which is why I happen to love it so much. Yeah. So good. So what do you think is the number one thing e-commerce business owners do wrong? Just one. No, I'm just, just one. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the biggest thing is so many of us, we start an e-commerce business, not because we love being a business owner or have a ton of experience in it, right? It's because we created a product to solve a problem or we love clothes and fashion. So we start a boutique, right? And we forget about the science part of it and the data and using that data to drive our business decisions. So, you know, there are a lot of, and this is, there is room for every type of educator, but there are a lot of educators that really focus on like the dream of owning your business and you can do it. And it's like all motivation, but we also (laughs) have to talk about the fact that you have to understand these numbers and this business, if you really want to get to the dream, that's how you get there. Um, so I really love to focus on that. And, you know, I have some things we can dive into. If you yes, know. I am so excited. We're going to talk about some quick wins, but what you mentioned there was interesting. It just made me think so many businesses start brick and mortar or they start by making a product and they look at e-commerce as a way to just make more money. And I feel like don't take it serious that it's 100%. its own business model it's its own beast it can't be like oh I'm just gonna have a website and then I'll sell more of my stuff it's just another way to bring in some rake in some money no this is a serious venture yeah Yeah, would you agree with that in all everyone you work with uh 100% so you know typically a lot of my clients are e-commerce first right because that's how I've positioned my business but When I do come across the brick and mortar store owner who created their website to have this other channel, that's exactly it. You know, they're kind of shocked at how hard it is to get traffic to their website and all that. And look, I had a brick and mortar business and I paid a pretty penny 
for my rent so that I could be in a shopping center, right? I shared a wall with Starbucks, um, which was not great for my wallet, by the way, but it was great for foot traffic. So when, you know, you have to think of your online store as if it were a destination brick and mortar, right? The number one thing in retail, location, 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 you know, you're either going to be in a place that gets a lot of foot traffic, or you're going to be in the middle of nowhere and you have to get people to your store. Now, most of us, we're going to put ourselves in a shopping center, right? Yeah. But online, unless you, and honestly, even as a marketplace, like an Etsy or an Amazon, you are a destination. You've got to get the people there. And that is the hardest and most important part. Okay. Tell us how to do it. What do you you got for us today? Let's dive in. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing, and this is where people tend to tune out. So I'm just going to preemptively say, please don't do that. If you are driving, you are going to want to bookmark this episode and come back because we have to do a little math. Okay. And this is not to bore you, but this is to just like really open your mind on what this actually takes. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little calculation that tells us how much traffic we need to our website to hit our goals. Okay. So there's a couple of numbers that you're going to need to get started with this. And that's going to be either a gross profit revenue goal or a revenue goal. I just tripped over those words. So either a gross profit goal or a revenue goal. Okay. Then we're going to need your gross margin percentage, your average order value, and your conversion rate. Okay. So once you've got those numbers, here's what we're going to do. If you're starting with gross profit versus revenue, we just need to turn that into a revenue goal. And I do recommend that you go by a gross profit goal instead of a revenue goal, because we know revenue doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't just makes a- us feel really good for right. 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, revenue is almost a vanity metric, right? Yeah. Because you could have a ton of revenue, but if you have like a 10% gross margin, you're not making any money. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> start with like how much gross revenue do you want to have? And then what you're going to do, and I've got some numbers that we're going to use that are going to make this all turn out nice and even for this okay. example. <laughs> okay. So our gross profit goal is $180,000 a year. Okay. And our gross margin is 60%. So we're going to take our gross profit and divide it by our gross margin, which means we need $300,000 in revenue to get our $180,000 gross profit at a 60% margin. Okay. You following here. Yes. Okay. So good. So now how do we get our $300,000 in revenue? Right? Well, first let's figure out how many orders do we need? Now we've got an AOV of $62 and 50 cents. So we're going to divide our revenue goal by that average order value, which means we need 4,800 orders over the year to hit our revenue goal. 
Now, of course, you guys are going to plug in your own numbers here. And just as a disclaimer, we're talking about a full year, but you could do this for any period of time. Okay, sure. And so for a month same. or right for a quarter, week. exactly. Yep. So now this is where we figure out how much traffic we need. So we need 4,800 orders and we know that our website converts at 2%. So you're going to take 4,800, you're going to divide it by 2%, which gives us 240,000. So we need 240,000 sessions a year that convert at 2% to get our 4,800 orders. And since we are talking about a year, let's divide that by 12. And we know that we need 20,000 website visits a month to get not 200. Why? <laughs> right. Our people are like, Oh dear. You know, cause I'll, I'll talk to customers or clients and they'll say, Oh, you know, I have a hundred people a week that visit and I'm not, yeah. Those are big numbers, Jessica. We need a lot of lot, visits. A lot more than we think, right? Yeah. So the average conversion rate of a website is one to 3%. Okay. Which means you need at least 100 people just to get one sale. Now, the more niche your business is, right? The higher that percentage will be. But max I've ever really seen. 5%. Okay. And that's like unheard of and really good. Yeah. So I say this not to scare you or make you feel like, oh my God, I can't do this. Right. But just to show you, I want to arm you with information. So now you know what your goals are and you can start making decisions based on that. Okay. Um, and the other thing to remember is we are speaking strictly about traffic in this equation, but we're talking about gross profit and AOV and conversion rates, right? So little tweaks in any of those can ultimately help you get to your goal, right? Focusing yeah. only on one will be like really exhausting and you'll probably want to cry. So the goal is you want to optimize all of them a little bit, but you know, the truth is we just need more traffic than we think we need. <laughs> yes. We need more traffic, but the people are out there and people mm -hmm. are spending. So yes. how do we get more traffic? What do we do? Do we just spend a bunch of money or no, please what do don't we do? do that? Yeah. Okay. Please don't do that. It's going to depend on your business and any educator who doesn't say that to you, right? And doesn't say it depends a little bit. Well, then that's probably not the best advice, by the way, just fair warning. Um, but here are some things that you can think about. So how do we get traffic? Most of us default to social media, which is not inherently bad, but is getting harder and harder, right? To yeah. get seen. And such a small percentage of our audience even does see us there. You have things like search engine optimization, which is another thing that I talk about a lot. We'll dive into that a little bit. You've got collaboration, which is one of my favorite ways to drive traffic, right? Partnering with other small businesses and things like that, um, which I think most of us are not doing enough probably because we're too afraid to reach out to people to see if they want to partner. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm me too. Me too. We don't like, have, we don't like the ask. We're too yeah. afraid of the ask. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's just going to forever be a work in progress for all of us, but I encourage you to just get, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. That's where the magic really does happen. Um, and then you obviously have like your paid options, but there's two different kinds of paid. So you have paid social like Facebook and Instagram, where you are interrupting that person's experience to say, Hey, by the way, I have this thing. Do you want to buy it? It works, right? But they are at a very different place in the journey. They Mm, may not even really be thinking about your product or be ready to buy your product yet. On the flip side of that is Google search or search paid search, where you are actually bidding on keywords. And a lot of people will say, well, yeah, but that's more expensive. Well, yes, it is because that person is closer to making a buying Mm. decision. Sure. So it costs you a little bit more, but they're also more likely to convert. So that would be like, I'm going to put my boutique or my store in a strip mall with a bunch of other stores where people are already coming to park. They're already coming to spend money. The rent's more, but people are already coming with their wallet open versus I'm going to get the really cheap place around the corner and down the alley where right. I hope someone finds me, but it's really cheap rent. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But you know what though? Like your electric bill is still going to be really expensive there. Like yeah. none of that Payroll's changes. the same. That, like, costs, all of that's yeah. the same. So it's probably in the end, not worth it. Yeah. Uh, to pay that cheap rent. Now that's not to say Facebook and Instagram ads don't work. They absolutely do. I see tons of businesses have success with them, but I think very often it's like the only thing we think about, like it's our only option and it's just not right. So I just want you guys to be aware the caveat there is, and this is the same with SEO and we can kind of lump them together a little bit is, is your customer searching for the product that you sell? Yeah. If they are, then it is worth it for you to invest the time and energy into these things. Because while, especially with SEO, you may not see growth immediately. It can take a minimum of six months, especially the newer you are, the longer it takes, but long-term that's going to serve you. And it's not going to cost you anything. You put all the work in up front and then you're like, good to go, which is cool but it does take some time. But if someone's not searching for what you sell and I, uh, what's an example, like squatty potty, right? Like people, it wasn't a problem they knew they needed to solve. So nobody was searching for that, like how to get a better poop. I don't think people were searching that. Yeah. So they needed to get in front of a lot of people and educate them that, Hey, this was a problem you had. So maybe in that case doesn't really work out. Um, but for the rest of us, 99% of the time, they're probably searching for that. So you have all of those opportunities. And then the other driving traffic thing that most of us don't think of as driving traffic, because it's not necessarily new customers is email marketing. Yeah. That is still traffic to your website and it's return traffic and it's traffic that's going to convert better and spend more money. Yeah. So when you are kind of sitting down and thinking about 
how do I drive traffic to my e-commerce store? Right. You really need to kind of put yourself in the shoes of the consumer and think about where are they when they're looking for my product? When do they need to buy my product? Are they searching for my product? And you need to figure out the mix that really works best for you. And then I recommend that you pick one or two put all of your energy into them. And once you have your systems and processes all figured out around that, then you can move on to another one. But please don't try and do all of them at the same time because you will do none of them well and you'll think they don't work for you. (laughs) And really it's just because we were doing it wrong. And, you know, I say that because I do the same. It's real easy for me to sit here behind my microphone, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's a lot harder in practice. I do understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be, you know, able to do a little bit of a lot of things, but not really anything well at all. Well, that yeah. doesn't, yeah, that's just frustrating. We spend a lot of wasted time, wasted money, and we just really never know because we haven't done any real good A-B testing and given things time. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So good. And I think too, you know, we, when you think about the journey of an e-commerce customer, They, you know, so many of us think like, okay, so they see a post on Instagram, they click the link, they go to my website and they buy. And that's not at all how that works. Like very few people are actually going to do that. More likely they're going to see you on Instagram. They're going to go to your profile. They're going to poke around a little bit. Maybe they're going to go to your website. They're going to sign up for your email, see if they can get a discount. They're going to read your email, click back to your website, browse your products. Then they're going to leave. Then hopefully they get another email from you. They come back, they see you on Instagram. Like that is what the experience is like. So when we are thinking about the experience that we're creating, while I don't want you to try and do everything everywhere, I do want you to think about, am I showing up in these places? And am I getting those touch points with my consumer? Because the fewer touch points you're having, the longer it's going to take them to place an order, right? But if you are sending them to your website, they're signing up, they're getting an email, maybe you have some retargeting ads going, and then you're sending them another email, like you're, you're pushing them toward that purchase a lot faster. Yeah, it's what I was going to ask you. Is there a way for us to shorten that journey? And that sounds like that sounds like the way having some flows and having a system set up. Yeah. So we don't work so so hard to get them on the email list and never email them, yeah. or we work really really hard to get them <laughs> to see one of our reels and then we don't do reels for two weeks because we're tired of you know, and yes. then forget and we have to start all over. Yes, exactly. So do less, but do more of whatever the thing is. So if you are going to send email, send more email. 99% of the people I talk to can afford to send out more email and you're not going to annoy your subscribers. I promise they have raised their hand and said, Hey, I want to hear from you. So don't be afraid of that. You know, if you are going to be on Instagram, because you know, your customer is there. And look, if you go look me up right now, you'll see I suck at Instagram. I am not consistent. I get it. I'm consistent on my podcast. Like that's where I show up all the time. Yep. Instagram, I go in waves. But if you are choosing to use that platform for visibility, right? Or the or 
I almost said the TikTok. Okay. <laughs> For the TikTok. <laughs> I am old, but I'm not that old, I don't think. Um, <laughs> or TikTok or whatever platform you're going to be on, like just be on it and be consistent and engage with your people. And I know it feels like you are just like speaking into this void, this internet ether, and no one is paying attention, but they are, they absolutely are. And the thing to remember is one, nobody is seeing every post you make, every email you send, nobody's seeing it. And their life is not all about your business. Yeah, they have jobs and kids and families and drama and so, or their backyard is flooding, right? Like so many other things taking their attention. So one of the ways I like to shift this for people is stay consistent so that you are always top of mind. When the consumer is ready to buy a product like yours, you're going to be the first person they think of because they just heard from you yesterday or earlier that week, right? It's not always about the direct ROI and the direct sale. Even today, I had someone join a program of mine. She's been listening to my podcast for a year. Yeah, I have that all the time. People will email me, I'm sure you too, and say, I've been following, I've been listening, I've listened to every podcast since the yes. beginning. Do you have anything that would work for me? I'm like, well, I kind of always say what I have that will work for you, but, <laughs> but we forget that that's not their entire life. It's my entire life like, yeah. to share my brand, but it's not theirs. And people half listen and things come up and yeah. So we need to think yeah. about that when we're selling products too. It's yeah. And, you know, obviously there's a difference between, you know, a product-based business and a service or info-based business, but there's a lot of things that are the same and that is our customer and remembering that we are not the most important thing in their life. Yes, And so we just need to position ourselves to be there to support them when they are ready. Yeah. Be there when they're ready. I love that. Um, This is crazy off. Well, it's not off topic, but I didn't have it on my (laughs) sheet to ask you, but I'd love your input on serving people, not just selling them products. Cause I talk a lot about that with my audience. Like you're selling a solution you're offering a solution. Mm -hmm. You're not selling stuff. How do we have that come across on our e-commerce sites? Cause it's easy to do that or much easier in a brick and mortar. People come in, you get to know them, you give them their therapy session, if you will, for a day while they're trying on the jeans. Hundred percent. How do we yep. do that online, though? How do we serve people and not just sell them stuff on our websites? How does that come across? Yeah, I love this. And one of the things that I always kind of do when I'm looking at someone's website or I'm looking at the copy that they use on their product page or whatever, I'm always thinking, how do I recreate the brick and mortar experience? on the internet. So that's your website, email, your social, it's everything. And I think the easiest way to do this is when you're creating copy, which is just the written words on your website is think about how you would describe this item to that person. If they were in a brick and mortar store with you, how would you write the email to them if you were in a brick and mortar store. So if you think about that experience and not that I have any interest in owning a brick and mortar again, cause I don't want to be tied down to a location. Me too. 
me too. I, we're too independent now. But if yes. I did, I have lots of ideas. Yeah. And you know it. what? Like I, I, I miss that. Mm-hmm. I loved that part. Yeah. But you're not like, Hey, check out these jeans. They have a 12 inch leg opening and they're tight through the (laughs) knee and then they flare out. Like, that's not what you say. You're like, oh my God, these jeans so freaking cute. They're going to make your bum look great. They come up in the back. So you won't get that gap really great with a wedge, put it on with this. Right. So have those same conversations in the copy the imagery that you use, right. Can also convey a lot of that. Even if you having a chat, a live chat helps, but don't tie yourself down to a live chat. If you can't actually, um, (laughs) be there to support it, you don't have the time. And then also just educational content through blogs that you can link to even on the product page. If it's something that people struggle with, you know, I'm, it never ceases to amaze me what people don't know. Yeah. We take our own knowledge for granted and we think everybody knows what we know. And I think back to all of those years in retail. And if you guys have a brick and mortar, you've probably experienced this too. People come in and they're just like, I want what's on the mannequin. Yes. All the time. Right. Cause they don't know how to put it together. They don't know how to pick the, so all of those conversations that you would have for people create that on your website. And it doesn't have to be complicated at all. Um, there are, as you get more advanced, there's some really cool technology and tools that you can use, um, where people can see like the size of things or, um, even see it on themselves was like virtual reality stuff. You don't need that right now. Um, just do it in the copy and the images. And if you can show things on different models and stuff like that, that really helps too. But ultimately it is just a human yeah. looking for a product that's going to solve their problem, give them a solution, make them feel more confident, make them feel sexy, whatever it is. That's all it's, just another human on the other side of it. So that's my number one piece of advice is just talk to them like the human that they are. That's so good. I'm envisioning right now. Okay. I also don't want a website. I don't want inventory anymore. I'll just help people with their inventory. (laughs) I've touched so many things in my life. I've unboxed so much stuff, but if I had inventory again and I did it through the e-commerce now, I'm just thinking how fun would it be? And challenge me if I'm wrong, anyone listening, I've never been to a website that just talked to me like that. How fun would it be to go to, let's say an apparel website or a shoe website? And it's all like, oh my goodness, girl, if you are you know, insecure with heels, this is the shoe for you. Here's why, blah, blah, blah. And of course you have the details and all the things, Right. but you'd want to shop that. I, you know, I think we just get so robotic in all of the Mm -hmm. stats and everything and having the right picture and having enough products that we forget that, yeah, it's just a human on the other side. That's a little nervous about giving you their money because what if it doesn't work? Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think that'd be so much fun to change that the course of that conversation on our e-commerce sites. And you could do that with furniture. You could, I mean, you could do it with anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, you still have, you have the features and the dimensions and all that stuff. You just don't lead with that. And 
Like I'm not coming to buy a pair of jeans or even a top because it has a 12 inch leg opening. Like, right. I'm okay, just, I can get that in you. Yeah. Right. Like that's not why I'm doing it. And so I think too, one of the other tricks, there's a couple of tricks I can give you guys to help you with this is one, anytime you are like writing out a feature about a product, just ask yourself why, who cares? Yeah. Why do they care about this? What is the reason behind that? So, and now back, I mean, gosh, so I've been in LA 12 years, which means my brick and mortar was at 13 years ago. Oh my gosh. Time just freaking flies by. But back then it was jeans and going out tops. Like that is what everyone bought. And J brand was like real big. And it was all about the plain denim and all the different leg openings and everything like that. Um, so, but it was about like, you know, this is really great if So if you've got like a skinny little ankle, but you want to wear these chunky platforms do like the 14 inch leg opening, because it will add a little width and balance you out versus if it's the 12, it's too tight on your ankle, but it wasn't about the 12 or 14. It was about how that balances on your body and what it works for. So just ask yourself, who cares? Why does this matter to them? Yeah. And then the other thing is, especially with email, If you struggle to write content, speak it instead, record yourself. Okay. There's something about sitting down and writing things out where we like lose all of our personality, right? And it gets like robotic and corporate-y and we're like, we polish everything a little bit too much. And you don't usually speak in proper grammar. Most of right. us, right? right? Like I say gonna all the time, yeah. right? And but, I say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. So use that in your copy and what you write and it will automatically come off more human and relatable and they'll connect with you. So I, in a lot of my stuff and I literally write out G-O-N-N-A, gonna, because I never say going to. Like who says yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you do struggle with that, just start even just on your phone, you can record it or there's tools that will actually um, take your audio and transcribe it for you. So you could do something like that until you just kind of get in the groove of ultimately just write the way you talk. Yeah. So good. This has been so helpful. So I know there's going to be a lot of people listening that are going to want a little more help from you to dive into your expertise a little more. Tell us how we can, like, what do you have going on? How can we connect and work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So first, if you just want to look me up and see what I'm all about, you can find me at e-commerce badassery, B-A-D-A-S-S-E-R-Y in all of the places. So that's the website, the podcast, the social media that I'm not really active on as much as I should be, but I do post there if you want to check it out. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I do some done for you one-on-one stuff, but where you can really get like the best holistic support is in my membership, the lounge. So okay, it's, we do all the things in there and you can get direct access to me and it's super cool and affordable. I love that. And I like the name. How fun is that? Yeah. 
I spent a lot of time. I do, you know, I have a marketing background. I love some cheeky branding. So it's called the lounge. And then our Q and a calls are called happy hour. And then we have quarterly bottle planning, um, service and red velvet robe calls, you know, like all, I just had to get into it. It was funny though. Like you really do have to know your audience when you do that kind of stuff, because when it comes to e-com guys, by the way, when you're talking about like naming your products or SEO clear over clever, always please clear okay. over clever. Um, but for this, I did have, when we first launched it, someone asked like, what does booze have to do with business? And are we like getting drunk on these calls? And I was like, no, oh. just a cheeky <laughs> exercise in branding. So, you know, you are going to confuse some people. Um, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I love that. Clear over clever. Let's not get so clever with what we say that people have no clue what we have to mm-hmm. offer. Yeah, we want to be clear with that. Um, and then think about the branding and does it make sense? I Sometimes I see some brands and I think, well, that's really interesting. I don't know. I'm so confused by that brand. What do you sell? We don't want our yeah. consumers to be thinking about that. We want to make it really easy. Business is hard enough. It's hard enough to get the traffic. Let's not yeah. turn them away with names and, and cleverness. So yes, 100%. And there's a story. It's not my story. And I, gosh, it was so long ago. I don't even remember who the story was, but there was someone who was selling kind of, um, Oh, like when you send your kids off to college, right. It's kind of like a care package. Sure. Yeah. And on her website, everything was survival kit. Oh, is the that would not make a mom too happy. Using. Yeah. Well, what was happening was from an organic perspective, she was getting a bunch of like doomsday preppers oh, to her dear. site. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, you know, clear over clever for your e-commerce site. Yeah. Yeah. So Use good. the words that your consumer is using to describe the products that you sell. So. Yeah. So important. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Jessica. Well, it was really fun to chat with you. Um, I'm going to spring a question on you at the end here. What is one bit of advice that someone's given you along your entrepreneurial journey, maybe a mentor or someone you looked up to that has really stuck with you that you can leave with us today? Don't let your drama get away, get in the way of your dreams. Mm. So If you are someone and the way this really hit me was about showing my face, right? Like I come from product and yes, being, you know, in a store and talking to customers, obviously I have a face, right? Um, But like, it wasn't me on video on the internet or doing things like that. And so that was something I really, really had to get over with this business because being Mm -hmm. a service provider right? People are buying me. Yeah. Um, So I had to overcome that, but I think there's so, we hold ourselves back in so many ways because we're uncomfortable or afraid or what are people going to think? Or how do I look? Or, oh my God, I look stupid. We're like afraid of looking stupid or feeling stupid. I feel stupid all of the time. Yeah. And I'm like recording reels in my living room. Even my husband came home one day and I was like, oh, I need to stop. I you know. know? <laughs> Not yes. that he would like, he doesn't think anything of it. He wouldn't laugh. He wouldn't say anything. Like it just is, this is her running her business. But like, 
I just, for whatever reason, don't want to do it in front of him, um, which is dumb. So I'm working on that too, but yeah, you're just don't let your own drama get in the way of your dreams and where you're trying to go. Oh, and that's so good. And we can take that so deep. It's just such a good thing to think about other people's drama, drama mm-hmm. you create in your mind. That's not there. Like <laughs> that's well, most just, of it. Yes. Let's not do drama. Let's <laughs> do the work. Let's do the right work instead. So, all yeah. right. Thanks for having this conversation with me and for sharing all of your knowledge and expertise with our guests. I'm really excited. So we'll put all of your info in the show notes so everybody can find Jessica. And um, I know you and I have other projects going on. So you guys have not heard the last of her. Um, She has (laughs) said that as soon as I get her the schedule, she'll connect with my mastermind gals and help them. So we're going to keep you in this network now because you have a lot of good things to offer. Thanks for having the conversation. Thank you so much for coming. And I do have one last gift, but I almost forgot to mention is if you go to ecommercebadassery.com forward slash Ciara, there's a gift there for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I'm a marketer and I need to leave some mystery, but you can go check it out. And she wants some traffic to her website. See all the fun little things you can do. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So throw my name in there. Um, forward yep. slash Sierra. We'll put that in the show notes as well in case you guys are driving and you need to click on it later. That's awesome. And it will also go out in the email when we remind everybody to listen. So beautiful. Thank you for giving everybody something free. We all need some fun, fun gifts in our life. 100%. Love it. <laughs> all right. We'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today to this great conversation. I hope you took a lot away from this. Um, I know that all of us have some type of e-commerce business going on, whether that's your main focus or you're trying to ramp up, or maybe you're thinking about adding it in. So um, like Jessica mentioned at the beginning, bookmark this episode, come back to it, take little nuggets away, use them as you can, make sure to check out all of her resources and that fun free gift. I'm really curious about that. So I'm so glad she's giving that away until next time. Have a great week and enjoy your business. Talk to you guys later. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey friend, thank you for tuning into the Inventory Genius Podcast. All right, so around here, you heard me talking about different ways that we can work together. And that's either through a mastermind or through a VIP day. I wanted to share with you a little bit more about what a VIP day looks like. And it's actually not just a day. We start together working on your business for an entire day, but then that work continues throughout the year because let's be honest, Sometimes we can get all of the information, the tools, the systems, and the processes we need right in front of us, but then actually taking the action and staying accountable to get that action done is where we fall short. So here's what it would look like. 
you and I would sit down literally in your place of business. I come to you. So whether that be your warehouse, your store, or any place that you own that has inventory, we sit down together, we look at your inventory, we look at your team, we look at your systems and processes. I get to know all about your business. We dig through your financials and we come up with a system and a process to create more profitability and peace of mind in your business. Then after I go home back to my house in Nashville, my office in Nashville, we'll continue that conversation meeting monthly to review our plan of action along with your financials to make sure that you stay on track. This is a very tailored program and it works. I have amazing testimonials that have been sent to me by women that I've met with time and time again as I met with them for a VIP day, put a process and a plan in place, and then help them execute it. I want to be that coach for you. So if this is of interest to you, head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where you can learn more about booking your VIP day.